Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro in Halo. In my head, thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to 2v1, like, just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll try to reach you. You're like, oh, see you guys <laughs> A lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a, it's been a fun journey. <laughs> I love it. Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. Once again, I'm your host, Shyway, And guys, 31 episodes in. I can't believe how many episodes we've already done of this show, and it just keeps getting better. We got more HCS news. We got another trick shot this week. And of course, we have an interview with 343's own Halo professor, Unishek. But we'll get to that before a little later. Let's uh, let's start off with the news first here with Matty Rums. <clears throat> how's it going, Matty? Hey, how's it going? All right, you are, are leading the news today. I'm reading through it for the first time with you here, so uh, I'm going to be reacting to some of these things. We got a lot of news. We also have a recent update on Twitter that's uh, that's been making some waves that we'll talk about in a bit, too. But uh, but let's kick it off here, man. First off with the, the Halo 5 head-to-head update. Yeah, so there were a few changes made to uh, the playlist. They added uh, a few tweaks to the map. But the big things that I took away were the spawn times reduced from five seconds to three seconds to, I guess, uh, lessen up the ability to set up. Uh, they improved respawn locations same uh, for same reasoning. And uh, if you're inactive or, you know, not moving, trying to camp out, you'll be marked on the radar and you'll give off an, audio, uh, an audible signal to the opposing player. That's cool. So they, so, they, uh, they're getting rid of some of the slow playing. Exactly, right? So some people yeah. might want to camp, kind of play out the clock. Nobody likes that. Are they still working with the same kind of unique forge maps as well? Uh, from, I didn't read that there were any differences in the maps. There's a few, okay. tweak, a few small tweaks to the maps, but no map changes. Yeah, so definitely a cool new mode, like taking in, you know, community feedback and trying to fix it up and, and make sure that it's uh, it's the best it can be. So it looks like yeah. it, it's getting some much-needed updates. Hopefully that is well-received by the community, and we get some more head-to-head uh, as time goes by as well. Of course, you guys can check that out in the Halo Waypoint forums. And, Maddie, I know you got a link here on the doc, but I'm, I'm assuming all of that is available on NoobCombo.com as well, so you guys can check out that. Uh, yeah, there's, there's also there's a link on NoobCombo that goes to the full Waypoint post. Perfect. There you go. Uh, we have an MCC playlist update as well. Run me down through that. Uh, yes, yeah, on the competitive side, the Halo 3 DreamHack Dallas uh, FFA playlist was added. Uh, it's all the settings that will be used for the FFA tournament. It's BR spawn, uh, BR start spawns, 110% movement and damage. Right. Uh, radar is enabled. The score to win is unlimited, and it's as much as you can get in 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah. This is my favorite version of FFA, by the way. Not only in Halo 3, but in Halo 5 as well. I love when it's just like unlimited kills. You got 12 minutes. You just got to get as many kills as you can. It's just frantic yeah. mayhem. You have the best weapons too, so it's competitive settings. Of course, responding with that BR, you got 110 movement speed. It's heretics. You've got instant explodes everywhere. It's just it's chaotic. And this is all the prep for the Dallas FFA because they recently, I think, they announced that they're doing a Dallas FFA. Right? Let's skip yep. ahead. We'll skip to the Dallas FFA and then come back. So what do we got here? We got a Dallas FFA announced, correct? Yeah, so, I mean, they announced that there was a $5,000 side tournament that most of us expected would be a free-for-all, but it was officially announced. Uh, Registration for it is on-site at DreamHack uh, the morning of June 1st, and it's first-come, first-serve. And another thing to note was if you're playing in the 4v4 and it's going to interfere with the FFA, you'll have to forfeit. Oh, damn. Yeah. So something to keep in mind before you get involved with the FFA, make sure, you know, schedules line up and everything's good. Right. 
Um, but there's another opportunity for a $5,000 prize pool, so pretty awesome. And this this matchmaking is the perfect way to prep yourself now that they've uh, they've got the matchmaking ready for you. Of course, I believe the Microsoft Store tournaments is integrated into that whole initiative as well. Um, uh, maybe not related to FFA specifically, but more so for the 2v2s, right? Uh, I don't. There's no 2v2 at DreamHack. I don't know if that's oh. what you. Okay. I'm just yelling out false information, guys. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about what is true, though. We know that uh, that Rain apparently has joined Lux Gaming. So we have some updates to rosters on teams. What's uh, what's happening here? Oh, uh, yeah. They uh, they officially announced it on uh, Twitter that uh, Rain is the second official member of Lux. They've been playing with Cloud and mm, I forget who the fourth is, but uh, Gilkey and Rain are officially two, but they will be playing at DreamHack. Just the other two haven't been announced yet. Right, so we know very recently Lux split up. Gilkey decided to stay with the roster, and now it looks like they picked up Rain. And we were talking a little bit before the uh, the show went live, and Rain hasn't really had too much of a presence yet in competitive Halo 3, but of course he's an exceptional player. I think it was just a matter of time he has to get on the right team to really showcase his talent. So this this might be the opportunity to see some more high-level Rain uh, gameplay, which would be pretty great. But an even bigger announcement as far as team, team changes goes is uh, we have a new member on GMS. Who's uh, who's joined GMS, supposedly? Uh, well, it, it is confirmed that Frosty will be playing with GMS. Wow. Uh, he's going to, I guess, take uh, that weekend off to come back and play. He was just, he is streaming, I think, even right now, but he confirmed that it is just for DreamHack. He said he's still focusing full-time on Call of Duty, right? but uh, he's replacing Goofy. And I'm not sure if Goofy left or Goofy was dropped, but uh, about a week ago, people started to notice that Goofy was scrimming with other people like Ryanoob, and on Gabe's and Fantasy's Twitch, if you put in the team command, it said Gabe, uh, Gabe Eco Fantasy and question mark. Oh so, damn! All right, so they were hinting people, at it. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> for a little while now. Um, and then we were thinking Goofy, maybe Goofy could join Lux. I, I don't really know where he's going to end up, but that might be an option for him as well. But this is really great to see Frosty coming back and having Shotzi coming back. Both of these guys incredibly talented, some of the top players in Halo 5. And, of course, moving on to Call of Duty. Call of Duty has been doing pretty amazing in the last year or so. But even Frosty coming back for Halo. And I know you said he's full-time focused on Call of Duty, but we know how talented the guy is. We're expecting probably some right. big things from him. Uh, coming up at this event. And, of course, uh, Gabriel decides to post this tweet at 2 a.m., right? It was, like, the most was, awkward time was, for it. Yeah, like, and, on the East Coast where I'm at, it was 12.30 in the morning. Yeah, and then APG replies. He's like, I want you to delete this tweet and then repost it at a better yeah. time like, <laughs> so more people can uh, can take advantage of this uh, this highlight. But, yeah, either way, people are liking it. They're sharing it around. I know I retweeted it as well. So something else to look forward to, really just amazing-looking rosters coming into DreamHack Dallas. It's going to be pretty exciting. Um, and we have some more announcements outside of that as well. we got Skirmish announces Skirms. Skirms, right, not Skirms. Yeah, what is skirms. this? Uh, Skirm. so Skirmish is an, it's an online tournament platform. They ran one uh, uh, Halo 4 before with Saintly uh, not too okay. long ago. Awesome. So it's a, it's free to register and it's free to use. And what it is is you can set up a custom match, whether it's a 1v1 or 4v4. And if you win your custom match, you'll be awarded points. And if you get enough points, you can redeem them for Amazon gift cards, Astro headsets, HyperX keyboards, things like that. So it's just an incentive to use the platform if you got a custom match going on. 
Okay, interesting. So more opportunities to continue to, to compete in Halo, and I know that um, Saint Lee's been doing pretty amazing things on his own time as well, not even just with, with skirm, Skirmish. This, this name overall, Skirms and Skirmish, is just is tripping me out. But his own, he has his own events that he's at $800 prize pools. I know he's been doing amazing things too. So both of uh, both these guys uh, giving some great opportunities for Halo players. Speaking of new opportunities for Halo players, we have Grassroots Partnerships as well, something that I'm very happy about. Who's joined the uh, the, the partnership? Yeah, so this one was in, uh, not to content creators, but community tournament organizers. Right. And two that, in my opinion, are well-deserved. It's uh, Europa Halo and GT Halo, or Greater Toronto Haler. Halo. Yeah. Haler. Uh, <laughs> Europa, yeah. Europa Halo's been around for, I think it's about two years now. They've been doing, a, they've either have online leagues or they've been doing online tournaments. They recently just announced their whole 2019 roadmap. And they just had their first 4v4. Uh, and GT Halo has been around for 10 years. And wow. we've gotten, you know, tons of pros from there. Like Musa. <clears throat> I know yourself. You're Musa, Stress. Uh, yeah, yeah Burton's there as well. A lot of really great players. Uh, first off, I mean, Europa Halo is doing great things, of course. Uh, not only for Halo 3, but even recently, like you said, with the 4v4 for Halo 5. They've sent me. The final match from that as well, and maybe I'll give it a breakdown. I got to take a look at it, but it's really exciting to see them continuing some uh, some Halo Five competitive play as well, because you guys know I enjoy that also. Um, and then GT Halo, like massive shout outs to GT Halo. If it wasn't for GT Halo, guys, I wouldn't be here right now. I like I, I loved I loved Halo forever. I needed an outlet somewhere to to try to get more involved with the community, and GT Halo was that opportunity for me. And that happened back about just over a year ago now. I started joining GT Halo Microsoft Store events, and this was before. Microsoft had caught wind of the whole initiative. They were already doing this. These events were getting big. They were popping off. We were having 50-plus entrants, and then all of a sudden, 343 is like, wow, this is really cool. We should do more of this with Microsoft stores, and the next thing you know, it becomes like a Microsoft-wide initiative. You look at the front page, and you could see Martin Ohms and Colton and yeah. and, and, uh, and yeah, Matt Murray and some of my buddies who were running GT Halo are on that front page at the time, so that was so exciting. And now, they're part of the grassroots program. So, great initiative. I love what they're doing in the program. Just can't wait to see you know what happens next the more uh, you know groups and individuals they add to that so uh, grassroots partners we got new team changes and then we have tournaments and these are tournaments happening now what do we got dreamhack qualifier number three yeah so that took place on saturday uh first place went to infinite which is boobadoo tusk shotzi and falcated second place was tox which is snakebite lethal apg royal 2 mm-hmm. and third and fourth were gms who had master fear subbing in for goofy and uh, before Frosty was announced, and Elevate also finished third, fourth, which is Trippy Ace, Neighbor, and Penguin. Okay, and then we have Europa Halo Team Takedown number one. Yes, yeah, so it was their first uh, 4v4 tournament, like I just mentioned. Uh, yeah. That was on Sunday. First place went to Mock Mock, which was Looney, Batchford, Squashy, and Doodle. Nice. Second was Staddy Dagger, which was Alpha, Kimbo, SLG, and Shabby Dagger. And third, fourth went to Valid Sports. Uh, Crossman, Hercules, Here's to Now, Carby, mm. as well as Generation Miracle went to Legends, Psycho, BH3 Kronos, and The Walk Pokes. I don't know if you've noticed a trend here, but for whatever reason, the European team names are a lot nicer. Like just reading them, they're they're safer. You know, we read the USA team names, and they're they're just it's profanity. <laughs> like, well, the, the what's one, going uh, on, guys? <laughs> there was one uh, Europa tournament oh, yeah. it was not that long ago had a and made me say something that uh made me giggle. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of them are ridiculous. Right? Yeah. 
it looks like they played it a little safe here, which is, is good. It's good for our, for our us, at least, reading them out loud. Uh, and we've got one more event this week as well. This one's uh, pretty nice to see. Yeah, Saturday, May 11th, uh, SWAT Nation is having their Femme Fatale 2v2. Awesome. Uh, it is SWAT rules, and but they usually add, uh, instead of just a pistol, they usually will throw in another weapon or two. But it is okay. female only, as we've mentioned in the past. So they will uh, be checking on uh, genders if you're trying to cheat. Great, but guys. Should be good. It's always entertaining to watch. No, uh, no fake accounts coming in here. This is a uh, female-only competition. It's great to see because we do have a growing community of female Halo players. So having these opportunities is awesome. And shout-outs to SWAT Nation that's doing this, I yeah. believe. Right? So shout-outs yeah. to SWAT Nation once again. They're doing so many amazing things for the SWAT community and beyond. And and that's that's our rundown for the week, Maddie. Thank you so much for uh, for everything here. And, of course, guys, everything that you just heard is all available on noobcombo.com. Maddie runs this. He's got all of the associated links. You can get involved. You can join these events. You can learn more about the Halo community and keep up with HCS Weekly. Every week, you'll see him here as well. <clears throat> but, yeah, thank you, Maddie, for tuning in. Right. It's always the end. I never it's know like how to awkward pause, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how do I get you out of here? Now? <laughs> do I expect him to say something here? Right, Maddie, thank you so much for joining me, my man, and, uh, and I'll see you again next week. You got it. All right. Sounds good. All right, that closes our news segment. Of course, we have our trick jump of the week. I'm excited to see what Clearly Me has for me this week. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. How are you doing? Good, good. What do we have? I have not seen this jump yet. I know you sent me something recently, too. I think there's like a, a montage coming up with uh, Jump Theory. Or yeah. Something. Um, well, it's turned, it was a, just a private um, Jump Theory project, but it's turned into a community project. Um, I don't know how the word got out exactly, uh, but people started sending me clips, and uh, I was thoroughly impressed with some of the stuff that I was receiving and talked to the rest of the members and decided to turn it into a community project and have been kind of working on the edit a little bit. Awesome, yeah. man. Love to see mm -hmm. it. And I, now hopefully I'm not spoiling your jump, but I saw on your Twitter that icicle jump. That's not, that's not the jump today, is it? Oh no, no. Okay. That was <laughs> sick though. You're just shooting. Like I didn't realize there were so many icicles. Like I know they're the ones that are under the map, but there's ones mm -hmm. in the back of the base you can use to jump up to yep. the top of the back of the base. And guys, we don't have a clip for reference, but he was just <laughs> doing some more incredible narrows jumps. Um, what do we that. have? Oh, sorry. What's that? Oh, no, you're good. Um, I was doing a contest um, right. for the for this segment, of course. Um, and Hark the Shark won uh, this contest. He submitted the clip of him landing this jump, so he helped me with the clip I'm showing you guys today on this segment. Um, it is on Construct, and it's, it is one that's commonly known. Um, it is a lot easier on MLG settings, which is 110% speed versus default, which is 100% speed. Mm -hmm. um, but quick little walk-off here um, down to the bottom of the back of the lift. Um, <laughs> Magnetized to the stage there. What happened? <laughs> well, there's a there's a trick there's a trick to it. I mean, it's obvious that you're walking up and landing on the bottom ledge, but you have that lip right up there where you can easily smack your face on <laughs> if you walk a little too fast or uh, too late. And um, you do have to uh, kind of have a little finesse with it. Walk off at a very specific point and curve and pull. And again, 110% speed, this is way easier to implement. If you try to do this in a social slur game, more than likely you're going to fall to your death. It's more crazy how that, that tiny little change in speed can have a huge impact on some of these crucial jumps. If you're trying to do something crazy like this, at least, uh, you always got to you know, kind of keep in mind what playlist you're playing, what's yep. possible. 
of course, only the best of the best knows how to take advantage of this stuff while being shot at. And I love that you're, uh, the guy chases you and falls off the bat after too. <laughs> Classic. He's like, I can do that. <laughs> and you know, this is kind of a, a different little, uh, jump for me to show, um, on the segment. I usually, you know, show edge ghosts, ghost jumps and somewhat fancy stuff. And right. I haven't really shown a, a walk off before to you guys. So this is it's interesting. Up. <laughs> Something cool about the walk-off, though, is you can combine that kind of technique into jumps to get around walls that you normally wouldn't. Like, you could have, like, it's just, like, open space, and you got a wall, and you can kind of jump around it. You know what I mean? And maybe it's a kind of different technique, but I think it's similar in, in uh, the, the style of movement, or you yeah. can let me know. <laughs> well, it, it is it is somewhat similar, but you know what, too? Um, when you drop down from that walk-off, there's a, there's a little edge ghost right there on the bottom of the railing where you can uh, jump up to the uh, ramp. Okay, so finishing off the jump is a little different. Okay, okay, I didn't, yeah. I didn't catch that part. And by the way, guys, if you're not catching everything in this live showcase, the best place to go is at MCC Trick Jumps on Twitter, and then you guys can connect. You've got your YouTube channel, you got a Discord community. You can break down these jumps. Even you can join a room with him and do some jumps with yes. clearly. So, I mean, great opportunities there. Clearly, yeah. thank you once again for the uh, the awesome jump this week, man. Yeah, of course, man. And um, on Twitch and on Mixer, I will be posting a link to my Discord server uh, for you guys to check out, uh, which if you guys don't know, um, I'm trying to rebuild the Trick Jump community. Um, it is growing strong. It's a good place for you to um, meet other enthusiasts and also to request tutorials, things of that nature, and just talk with cool people. So, I, uh, I heard you jumped on Halo 5 recently as well. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go? Is the Trick Jumping carryover? Yeah. You know, it surprised me. It really did. I thought for sure that it was, uh, I don't know, man, the mechanics third person kind of seemed goofy to me uh, uh -huh. in a church jumping aspect. Right. Um, it didn't look as cool to me filming it versus Halo 3 or Halo 2. Sure. Um, but my buddy Grimmin and uh, Ethan showed me some techniques that I was pretty unfamiliar with, and it kind of caught my interest. Yeah, man, I... Shoutouts to Ethan Luculin. He's been mm -hmm. finding the craziest stuff. He's kind of broken the game, and I should probably yeah, tell, yeah. I should tell Unishek about this when he when he comes mm -hmm. on after. But this, he's been doing three shot magnum kills and two shot light rifle kills. It's it's mm -hmm. really messed up. Anyway, we'll get to that uh, in a second. <laughs> but good that you've been jumping on uh, Halo Five, and hopefully we got mm -hmm. a bunch of trick jumps across all the titles that carries over into Infinite as well. But thank you once again for joining me, guys. Make sure to check out at MCC Trick Jumps on Twitter, and I'll see you mm -hmm. next week, man. I'll see you, man. Thank you. Um, all right, we're done with our news and our trick jump. You know what that means, guys. We are jumping into our interview for the day. And, of course, something I forgot to mention. Tony, I'm actually not sure if this is true. Do we have a grassroots giveaway? Did we, did we do a tweet about that? And if we did, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys the instructions on how that works. Uh, and now, now I'm just going to wait to see if Tony's listening to me. If, if we do have a grassroots giveaway, guys, type in exclamation mark grassroots in the chat. If we don't, then I've lied to you. We do have one. All right, type in exclamation mark grassroots in the chat. You can enter yourself in the giveaway. That'll happen at the end of the episode, so stick around to the end. Until then, let's chat with Unishek. How's it going, man? Pretty darn good. You? Good, good. Nice to have you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's been long overdue. I know we talked about it, what, uh, not at... UGC, but at uh, South by Southwest, right? It was at the Invitational. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I leave it up to me to, uh, on the final night when we have an open bar, talk to everybody I need to talk to about HC. I think, it, you know, not to start talking about alcohol on the show, but let's say that, you know, a couple drinks and all of a sudden I'm able to talk to you. I'm able to talk to like everybody. I got all these opportunities. So I'm, I'm so glad I did it, but I'm glad that you, uh, you agreed to come on as well and we got to set things up. 
Yeah, I, I thought I saw you with like a checklist of all the different names you uh, wanted to uh, uh, names of people you wanted to talk. Oh to. no, I don't think I kept a literal one, but in my head I had like a mental mental check. Tony's laughing at me right now. What the hell? I see him sending LOL messages. I, I knew who I wanted to talk to, and I you know I, I tried my hand, and it, it was rel- relatively successful, I'd say. Uh, anyway, apparently you're hanging out in the stream room at three four three, so you're you're chilling at three four three right now. Yeah, what, I would. What uh, what's going on in the background? Out. Uh, but we've got, I think we've got Carl. What are you allowed to show? <laughs> we've got the, uh, it's just the live stream room, so nothing too secret. Uh, a nice big TV there with a HCS Athlon Spartan for Halo 5. And then we've got June over here sniping in all his glory right behind me as well. Awesome. And I, I like that. That's uh, shout outs to Halo Reach there. I know you guys are putting in some hard work on, on Halo Reach in the background. I saw that tease photo that you had with Halo Reach in the menu screen as well. That looks beautiful. I can't wait to see that. Uh, that's not the only thing that's awesome over there. Apparently the weather weather is uh, beautiful there too. Tony, you had the, the yes. photo of your recent tweet. Look at this. Uh, this is coming yeah. from a Canadian. We got to go with, we get sun one day and then we have like a snowstorm and then we're really, it's just, we're constant tornado. Meanwhile, look at you. Uh, weather has been exceptional uh, the past week, uh, a full like seven days of just sun and clear skies. We had a, a like a glimpse of it uh, earlier in the year and then it went back to being cold, like almost almost 30 degrees. We're talking Fahrenheit here. Right, uh, right. So almost back in the freezing territory. And now we're starting to actually slowly progress back to summer. Uh, and I'm rocking shorts right now. It's great weather. You can go for walks outside. Uh-huh. It's not bad. Damn, dude, that is awesome. Nice to see. And summer, man, summer's the best time because we get the we get the best announcements. We get E3 coming up. I, I can't wait to see what's what's gonna happen. Uh, but let's let's talk about you and your career now. So uh, I'm gonna have this long-winded question here because uh, today. You're part of the 343 community team. You're an important part of the ongoing uh, conversation between the Halo community and developers as we move forward with MCCPC and eventually Halo Infinite. Uh, You've been helping the community long before you started at Halo 3, though. You were a moderator of the Halo Reddit, your live streamer and content creator with over 30,000 YouTube subscribers. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. Where did it begin? How did you first get into Halo? Oh, way back. Okay. (laughs) First got into Halo, like everyone, with a, a friend who had an Xbox, right? It was my older brother's friend brought over an Xbox to our basement. We plugged it into the TV, and everyone's just crowded around one single Xbox playing CE. Nice. Uh, and the first memory I have of gameplay is Hingham High Slayer. So I see someone stick someone else with a plasma grenade, right? I'm like, oh, my gosh, you see this? like robot getting stuck with a sticky grenade and then he just blows up and flies across the map. And you're like, that was the coolest thing I have ever seen. Uh, Little did I know it was not a robot at the time. Right. Uh, (laughs) But definitely a very memorable like moment watching Halo get played at your place for the first time. Right. And and ever since then you were like, I want to play more people got Xboxes more people crammed into the basement and we just kept on playing and playing and playing. Yeah, man. I mean, at that time, everything was exciting. Like even just picking up the controller and being like, holy crap, I got to use two controller sticks to, to move in this game. Cause like I came off GoldenEye and GoldenEye yep. is just, you, you hold the C button and you go diagonal and you're like moving at lightning speed and auto aiming kids. Right. 
But uh, but Halo is a totally different beast. You got two stick. You got a warthog that you can drive in like an open world. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Yeah. It's so expansive. Pistols on blood gulch and stuff like that. Blood gulch, yes, man. Eight eight v eight. You get like basement lands going. It just changes your life literally. And and I mean, look at you now. It is your life now. <laughs> Both of us. Um, yeah. But so you started out, you know, having fun playing casually, and then at some point things kind of transitioned. Did you start to take it more seriously? At what point did you uh, decide, oh, I want to make content on this YouTube content? Uh, yeah, I started taking playing more seriously. Just growing up in a household with two other brothers, we just got more and okay. more competitive at the game. So we kind of all pushed each other to get better and better. Uh, and that included getting our own Xbox Live accounts because we used to share one, and we all wanted to see where we stacked up in ranked in Halo 2, uh, moved on to Halo 3, and then once I went out of my house and went to college and I had more time to myself, I ended up doing content creation on the side. Uh, first, first year of college, I kind of took off from all-up gaming to focus on studies, make sure I had all my priorities in check and I guess made sure I knew how to handle myself and yeah. my studies. I recommend everybody does that for at least a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to make sure I balanced it all out. And then after that, I was like, okay, I think I could introduce some content creation because it's always been something I've kind of wanted to do. And I started to explore it a bit. Uh, was pretty rough at the start and then slowly learned the tools of the trade and got better and better at it with time. Did you ever go back and delete some of your first videos? Is this your first account that I'm looking at when I go to your YouTube that account? That is my first account. Uh, okay. I definitely unlisted <laughs> some of my older, older videos. That's where, what I was wondering. Like, like I started with uh, Windows Movie Maker on a single laptop, so no microphone, no webcam, uh, just doing, I think there was like a default voice recorder super simple program as well that's pretty much like notepad compared to word doc or document right it was that for voice recording uh for this voice recording to what did i end up starting to move towards was it audacity i think was right, right, I started to shift to uh but before that man it was it was very very simple and very basic for quite some time until i started picking up on all the different tools of the trade Definitely. I, I had to do, and I do this with everybody. I take a sneak peek uh, back to your first videos, and I uh, I found that the second one that you, at least that's available that you uploaded, was a Halo 4 trailer analysis. It actually had like 27,000 views. I grabbed a little excerpt from it. It's probably gonna make you cringe now, but let's let's watch a bit. Uh, Tony, throw it. Tron. What is this? <laughs> but yeah. So this is a, another Forerunner guy. Oh my God! It's not Megatron. Holy sh. Uh, get the hell out of my face. Now we're gonna see some combat, like hand-to-hand -hand combat. Boom. Pow. Right in the kisser. Master Chief. Noise cancellation, so there's probably a loud buzz or hum in the background, too. Yeah. No, because all I wanted to grab... Uh, no, Tony, did it have audio? You gotta send me a message or something. I'm not sure if it did. Because it, it was literally, it started with you just saying, oh, and now we have... Or he's like, hey, it's Megatron or something. And then... <laughs> And uh, then he like opens it your, his face and he's like, oh, it's not Megatron. He's and then he's using like hand to hand. I just thought it was funny. Uh, I'm not sure what the the audience heard if it was had audio or not. But how so? How was that one made? Is that like still using your you know your kind of archaic software at the time? By the way, I still use Windows Movie Maker for my <laughs> videos. Yeah, that, Let me just that say was, that. 
That was definitely Windows Movie Maker. You can tell by the way I had uh, snapshots and freeze frames. So in Movie Maker, you can use that take a snapshot feature. So I'd freeze the frame while watching through this footage in Movie Maker. It take a snapshot, open up the picture then uh, as its own file in Paint, and then do the red circles and stuff. uh, Wow. And, and yeah, it was uh, very basic. (laughs) I can continue to say that all day, but, yeah, it's super basic. uh, And it's just working with what I had because I wanted to do it. Yeah, I I mean, you did a pretty good job. And I, I, you know, kudos to the fact that you actually took it into paint and made little circles because I I won't even do – I'll take a mouse and just, you know, highlight what I got to highlight. I'm not going to spend all the time. way more efficient. Uh, Like when you (laughs) take your gameplay breakdowns, I'm like, man, I should have been doing that instead of – Taking the time to go into paint with red circles. Maybe, yeah. The thing with me is, is, uh, but I do like a million retakes, though. You don't even want to know the process. Sometimes I go through a ridiculous process just trying to get a word to sound a certain way. Or like, it's or it, anyway, this is a whole other conversation. But uh, <laughs> so uh, it's perfect, though. Yeah, exactly. That's all part of the grind. And, and if you love something enough and you, you, know, you want people to, uh, you know, to be passionate about it like you are, then you put that time, you put that energy in. Um, so yeah, you release a variety. Sorry. I was going to say, if you compare that Halo 4 trailer breakdown compared to my Halo wrapped up in 15 minutes, right, Halo storyline, yeah. there's a massive improvement, which only comes with that time uh, and dedication to improving and getting better. Yeah, I mean, tell me a bit about that as well, then, because, like, it was massive improvement from, like, viewership, too. You hit, like, over 1.2 or 3 million views, I think, with that as well. It was pretty exceptional. Yeah, that was – we talked about it a little bit before the show. Yeah. It was my first video to break a million views, okay. uh, which was extremely exciting because the amount of work that went into that one in particular, whether it was actually writing a script – I didn't usually have a script on stuff that I worked on. It was normally, like, a couple talking points here and there. Right. Uh, this one was a script, trimming it, script, trimming it, uh, recording, and then trimming out what I recorded to fit that 15 minutes, uh, finding the right soundtrack times, the cutscenes, and all that stuff. Uh, it was a lot of work. It paid off first video to make a million v- or hit a million views, uh, and then you just see the growth in, as you're, in yourself as a content creator to be able to put something out at that, like, quality bar is just so satisfying it's like it took a while uh to get to this point but i know i can do it and i know it's been worth it right right just the the validation from having accomplished that and the the achievement that you know hitting a million views that's pretty incredible um and and somewhere along the way so that's not the only thing you're doing you're doing tip and trick videos as well you've got gameplay highlights you did a little casting too i saw you had some 2v 2v2 casting which is pretty cool and then at some point you were dubbed the halo professor and i've been calling you the halo professor constantly and you said you're not really the halo professor anymore it's kind of an old term Uh, did you come up with that title where did that come from i wanted to do like uh Halo Tutor or something a little more like I'm trying to teach people how to play the game with those tips and trick videos that I was sure. making yeah. uh, at the time. Most of that was MCC time frame. I really wanted to focus on helping all these new people come that are just now experiencing Halo for the first time, giving them tips and tricks so that they don't just come in and get like raffle stumped. You know, right. I wanted to make sure that they were well equipped well-equipped and prepared with simple tips and tricks uh, for when they hopped in. Yeah. 
And I think Halo 2 Anniversary was a pretty big time for you as well, right? Because, like, not only were you doing the tips and tricks, that was when you started uploading the Blur highlight videos. And, Tony, I, I think you might have some footage from some of the Blur cutscenes. They're beautiful cutscenes. You had the bright idea to just throw up the full raw cutscene. I think you clicked them all together, and then you got, like, 5.6 million clicks on or views on YouTube, which is insane. Tell me a bit about this. Uh, yeah, this one was very uh, – I don't know how, you, how to say it. I was – I didn't even think about doing it really until I got MCC uh, early the night before it came out because there was the MCC launch invitational mm-hmm. down uh, at the ESL Burbank studio and they were handing out like physical copies of MCC. I was like, I have MCC early. What should I do? You know, like, <laughs> Uh, I could either have gone to like their MCC launch night party or go home and try and make some content. And I actually said no to the party. That was wow. a MCC launch party, right? Which had Halo 5 beta, like the pros were there after the event and stuff like that to go make this video. Uh, and it, it turned out to be a great way to expose people to my channel, right, as they're jumping in and searching MCC on YouTube, right? They right. came and found my channel, got a decent amount of growth from it. But it it, it really was not planned uh, until, like, I got home that night and was like, I have it, what should I do? Yeah. And, and it's, you see other people do it, and there's, like, dedicated YouTube channels to cutscenes. I was like, why not try, you know? Why not try and see if I can do this, too? And it happened to be the one that everyone started clicking on and stuff. Right. Well, good on you to not go to the after party and, and, and skip out and be like, hey, wait a second. I have an opportunity here. I could, you know, I could get some viewership. What are you going to do? So, like, I, I mean, getting all those clips together, that's a big video, too. I think it was like a 60-minute total video. So, in general, you know, you're not really sure how it's going to be received. But, yeah, if I if I look up MCC, I'm pretty sure you're one of the first ones that, that comes up now because of it. Um, and that kind of brings me to the point where, like, was there a point where you felt like you really started picking up traction on YouTube and, like, big new opportunities started to come your way at what point did you feel like that was happening um probably around my 10,000 subscriber mark I don't know exactly when I hit that uh it was post Halo 5 beta uh but yeah post Halo 5 beta I felt like I started to get some serious traction I know we talked about uh or you outlined a little bit about my Halo 5 launch plans with the beta with a gameplay every single day yeah we'll talk about that yeah uh like just taking advantage of the halo 5 hype uh was was really good uh probably for my channel i think 2000 what would that be 20 2015 then yep probably when i started to see decent amount of growth which was then probably about four years into youtube and all of content creation from that very first windows movie maker video you know yeah uh, it took about four years to actually get to around 10,000 subscribers and start getting real traction. Right, right. Um, but even back for H2 Anniversary, you had this opportunity to compete at the Prax, PAX Prime Showdown as well. And at this point, you were already viewed as an established content creator. I listened to the yeah. commentators express that as well. And, I mean, we even had the, the show match here in the background. Um, what was this event like? Uh, how did you get involved in this? Uh, that was a uh, really fun event, actually. Naked, Just, naked Eli, by the way, guys, who's a yeah. campaign speedrunner for uh, for Halo. Yeah, me and uh, George, uh, his name is actually George, uh, but we 
we did some content together. We kind of, all the content creators know each other from like Twitter and stuff. Right. But we went to like a PAX community day, uh, like barbecue beforehand. We knew that we should probably team up for this open event, right? They had like six or four invited pro teams. And then they were going to invite like two or four teams from the open, like actual PAX show floor. And since we weren't pros, we're like, why not try and qualify <laughs> the open stuff? Right. And it turns out we we were one of the best teams on the show floor because we were actually <laughs> players rather than random kind of like packed showgoers. Right. Uh, so me and Naked Eli were really good. Dragonite was a personal friend uh, that I knew in college down at UCI who was a competitive Halo player. And uh, us three, we found... Uh, I forgot what his name was, our fourth, at that point, <laughs> the night before. We're like, hey, let's go hit up the Astro booth, which was one of the places you could qualify. Uh, we hit that place up the first day and won 10 straight games, and they're like, nice. All right, you're in. Uh, and then that Saturday and Sunday, we played some more H2A, which was really fun because that was before the game came out. So we were playing a bunch of lockdown Shrine, and I forgot what the third map was that they had us play. Uh, Zenith, which is the Ascension remake. Yes, right? yes, yeah. I think that was. I think that was it. Yeah, I mean, that's what you said it was, at least in the video. So. <laughs> uh, they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. They, had the, they had three maps uh, that yeah. we were working on. Um, yeah, and then you had the opportunity. You're playing first. You're also playing the best players in the world at the time, too. So I'm sure that was kind of a bit of a struggle. But Yeah, we played against the all-star squad of, like, all time, if you could ever compile it. Uh, Snipe Down, Strong Side, Pistola, and I think it was Ace being coached by Elamite, right? Right. And you've got a global champion. You've got multi-event MLG champions being yep. coached by a national champion. <laughs> we're just like Halo. Comes here to have fun. <laughs> through the Astro booth, we were like, let's just have fun with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, the four-man pushes top mid off the start to just mess with them. Uh, we're really funny, like just doing stupid stuff. And you hear them call out like, what is happening? You know, freaking them out a little bit. Uh, yeah, that was a really cool event. This is a bit of a tangent too, but I love going back uh, to some of those events and seeing young versions of all of these people. I was like, say, not way yeah, young not, right there. Who? I, I was. I look way, way too young right there. Uh, you look young, but like Golden Boy with the baby face. <laughs> that, and then they even had Maven, like the Call of Duty caster. That was back when he used to still do Halo stuff, and then he ended up moving over to COD and just completely blew up. There he is, right there. You know, he still has some hair. <laughs> anyway, just overall, it's pretty pretty funny. So, like, you a young and golden young boy. Um, young golden boy. He looks so cute. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so we also, okay. So it's not just the content that you're doing, though. One exceptional thing that you're also doing is you're keeping up with the Reddit community as well. So you're very involved with the community on Reddit. I did some research following the announcement of you moving over to 343, and I was met with, there was a lot of people that were sad to see you go, but happy to see that you received such an amazing opportunity. Um, you really built a community on Reddit, and you were a moderator as well. So tell me a bit about your experience with the Halo Reddit. How did you, uh, how did that start, and how did you still maintain a close relationship with the community today? You can see some of the comments there, guys. Uh, I can't really read it from here but some really nice stuff being said about you there uh, in, the, in the comments on reddit yeah uh reddit my relationship with reddit started in college as i'm sure it did for a lot of people uh you just kind of 
there. You can compile all the things you kind of want to follow, like it's your own Twitter feed, but it's an entirely different site. Right. Uh, and I just went there for a Halo, right? It's just like, I wonder what's happening in this Halo subreddit after my friend told me about Reddit. It's like sub-communities all over the place. I was like, what right. are these Halo people saying that are probably around my age? Uh, and I noticed a community that was very diverse with screenshots of people with their toys and Halo collections, uh, multiplayer highlight clips and montages, uh, lore discussion, and it had like everything. Yeah. And I that super surprising. And I was like, I might actually like it here. You know, so I signed up, made a Reddit account, and have pretty much only used Reddit for the Halo subreddit since probably would have been 2011 now. Okay. Uh, and it's been a great place for just Halo discussion uh, all up with the franchise, not just any particular sub-community. Like I said, you can talk about anything. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it started, pre-Halo 4. And then as Halo 4 kind of became or started to approach its release and I started to explore content creation, I started to take a different role of lurking and just commenting to mm -hmm. actually making content, posting it in there, and then answering people's replies and kind of bringing knowledge to the Halo subreddit if people weren't aware, right? Yeah. I was following news beats, every single article for Halo 4 and stuff like that. Which is the best way to go, too. You were able to establish a great relationship, and you're constantly like communicating and kind of growing that community. And then you can put your content in there, and then it grows your content. And it creates this whole kind of amazing ecosystem, which is something that like I know myself and a lot of other YouTubers would love to be able to be a part of as well. But it's tough to find that balance. Like, is you're you just you managed to like constantly be contributing. You were also somebody who I guess was a fan from the start of the whole community and everything. It's just I know that I posted some of my videos in there, and eventually what happened was I got banned and i think i'm not the only content creator who had that issue it's like i feel like i'm i'm making content that even though i may not be consistently like you know in the reddit kind of posting and stuff i feel like the content i put so much like hard work into it and it's it's so helpful for people in the community that it, it should be showcased hopefully but it, it's kind of hard to find that balance i know you had some comments on this too yeah so as a i learned as a moderator right as long as they're like these posters are keeping their balance, like a good balance of contributing to the subreddit versus right. trying to self-promote their content, right? Uh, you could argue your content is helping the subreddit, but it's more of try to avoid that self-promotion at such a, I'm posting my video, YouTube video every single day or links to my Twitter account every single day. Right. Uh, and contribute to the overall discussion of the subreddit, right? Uh, post on other people's stuff, comment on stuff, upvote, downvote, and just be an active member in that community rather than pop in and share Here's my video. Watch, yeah, watch my stuff. It's good content. As I guarantee you, anyone who's been banned for that is probably making decent content, right? If they've been at it long enough, mm -hmm. uh, and it's just a it's a fine line that they have to to I guess stand on in balance between who's trying to promote themselves and who's trying to promote actual discussion for the Halo subreddit. Yeah.
Yeah, but definitely, if you can navigate that fine line, I think it's the best way to grow your channel. It grows the Reddit community at the same time as just trying to, I got at some point go back to it and find a way to, to make all that work. And I think a lot of content creators could benefit from that as well. Um, but moving on with your career here. So there's a, a pivotal moment in your career when the Halo 5 beta rolls around. So you become so immersed. First off, you become so immersed in this game that you're literally falling out of your chair and Tony has a clip. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, There's uh, some dude underneath me in blue. Audio, though, so hold on. Oh, man, I'm poking through you right now, hold on. Oh, dude. Dude, I'm gonna get shredded by some S- <laughs> What? In the world? <laughs> oh my god, get wrecked. <laughs> what happened? What uh, happened to you? I could not hit that guy with my sword, and the whole time I'm like, I'm gonna blow it. It's I'm a gonna prophet's blow it. pain too. It's not, it. it's not an ordinary sword. That's a, a beautiful sword right there. That's a... <laughs> that was uh, the only time I fell out of my chair while streaming. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was unfortunate. <laughs> and that guy, I, I figured I had to upload it because it's funny. Yeah. I, I enjoy watching it too, uh, as embarrassing as it may be. <laughs> It's it's not even just the falling off the chair. It's the combination of falling off the chair and tossing your controller up in the air at the same time. Like, that's I, like, I, I'll toss my controller like in my hands all the time. That's, oh, that's, really? That's so you're kind of for me, yeah. Like if it's like I blew it, I'll toss it and catch it back. Oh, uh, this was a the normal controller toss, and then uh, a little bit too much of a lean back uh, paired along with it. So you built up a habit of tossing your controller over and over, and it came back to bite you eventually is, is what happened. Um, so, okay, so the, the launch is about to happen. We've got 75 days to go, and you decide to to kick off a challenge for yourself. 75 days, 75 Halo 5 uploads, one each day until launch. You make it to 61, and then 343 scoops you up. So first off, did you actually make it 61 days straight? Because that's like an undertaking in itself. And then you got to tell me the story, man. How, how did you get into 343? What happened here? Uh, so let's talk about the content, uh, the YouTube yeah. grind first. Uh, 61 videos, I definitely hit it because uh, it was just gameplays uh, with the occasional commentary or tips and tricks sprinkled in, right? Uh, so just full gameplays, which I played a ton of the Halo 5 beta, so I just had them all saved up on my computer's hard drive. So that really was not too hard to do. Uh, I also asked for videos if I ever felt like I had uploaded too much Empire in a row from my own stock. I asked like other content creators, be like, hey, would you have footage that you wouldn't mind me putting on the channel, linking out to your channel, and kind of do a collaboration in that respect? Mm. Uh, and it ended up working out really well. I've never set out to do something on YouTube and not followed through with it, which was really nice. Uh, I did it a summer spree way back when, probably like my second year of YouTube, where every single day I had a video, uh, which was a full-on video, not just a gameplay highlight, mm -hmm. uh, or sorry, full, just gameplay video. Right. So. I, I had done a day-by-day-by-day day by day, uh, spree before, and this felt almost easier uh, because, one, I had done it before, and two, it was just gameplay. Right. Uh, you didn't get to finish this time. You could... did not get to finish. <laughs> uh, and people actually, if you read my yeah. uh, Unishek Got Hired Reddit 
those people like, no, not the spree. What's going to happen? Yeah. And unfortunately, I cut it off right then. Uh, just moving up to a whole new state, new job. Wanted to make sure I did it right rather than worry about 14 more beta gameplay videos, you know. Right, right. So so what did you apply to 343? What was kind of the process here? Uh, Let me take notes real quick. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, it was a long time thing, right, from YouTube videos to going to event in person, staying super active with people on uh, the 343 community team, right, interacting with them on social media, uh, being a positive member in the community and attending events and kind of networking, right, and letting them see your face, have conversations with them. Uh, yes, I'm a normal person who happens to be a Halo fan, uh, a diehard Halo fan. And then eventually a spot opened up on the community team, I believe when Tashi got a promotion, actually. Uh, and then the word got out. I would constantly contacted recruiters that I knew worked at Microsoft or Xbox or 343. And when I heard the spot opened up because Tashi got promoted, I was like, can you check and see if there's a new opening? Uh, and sure enough, there was for the community coordinator position. And I tossed my hat in the ring, uh, ended up getting an interview, and shortly thereafter was up in Seattle doing my first day. Awesome. So, uh, it was really cool, yeah. But a, a lot of it, uh, to reiterate, comes from the groundwork of being a positive member in the community and interacting with 343 and just building that a actual presence and showing that I kind of could do community management before right. beforehand, I feel like is what it came down to. Right. Right. Was that like a goal for you initially to work at 343? Was that something you had in mind for like a long time beforehand? Uh, I'm not going to say no. But it seemed like such a long shot that it was just a, if that happens, one in a million, that's cool. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just here to make YouTube videos. Uh, and that one in a million happened to work out, it feels like. Yeah, but but I like how it's a very holistic approach. It's not just you're making good YouTube content. You're you're kind of part of every little facet of the scene. You're in the Reddit community. You're promoting a positive image. You're constantly communicating with members of 343 and developing good relationships because you're at the events as well. And just all of that, like it's the you know the holistic approach that really kind of I guess you know bolstered you up and gave you the opportunity to uh, to land that gig. You still had to go uh, you know like go and run it and try to take advantage of all the recruiters. Of what you said, try to you know, to apply to get out there, but you had, you created such a great foundation. And that's something that I think a lot of people should try to, if you do want to work at 343, something to pay attention to here is how we kind of hit it from all these different angles. I think that's, that's really important. Yeah. Uh, and I think I talked to multiple recruiters throughout the years, trying to understand the entire process, right? That, that whole thing was over a year of just like, how would I do it if I wanted to do it and just like occasional emails with recruiters. Like I would not be afraid to reach out to them and ask questions. Right. Yeah. yeah. Can't be shy guys.
Can't, can't, can't be shy. I don't know why I want to say can't be shy way, but it's not, this is a stupid joke. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, so you got the job. You're working for 343 and you have been since 2015. Um, now, unfortunately, the world doesn't get to see too much more of the, uh, the Halo professor anymore. You've kind of moved on from that role. So mm-hmm. tell me, uh, who are you today? Tell me a bit about your role as a member of the 343 community team. Uh, let's see. Uh, as Unishek, uh, on community team, now my job is kind of to relay all the community hot topics, uh, feature requests, sentiment uh, internal to the studio, uh, as well as prepare all of our announcements, as well as our studio perspectives outside to the community, right, and help communicate not only one way, but both ways, right? Right. It's a, it's a two-way street, and, and that's a constant relationship that needs to be maintained, and I kind of help facilitate that, right? Also, uh, day-to-day speaking meetings to talk about upcoming announcements, whether it's like Halo Outpost Discovery, we're finally going to announce that, right? Or uh, let's see, Halo Infinite features or something along those lines. Uh (laughs) Some exciting stuff there. Yeah, just talking about, like, what does the community want to see from this? Right. Uh, Do they want this in Forge? Do they want that in theater? Uh, How could we make this better for players that are actually going to use these things? Right, right. And community, of course, is a, a big like just a thing that we're talking about, like a big, I don't know what the, what the word is that I'm trying to, to bring up here, but just in general, everything seems to be about community and kind of like how you can improve certain aspects, like so many different aspects of not just, you know, MCC, but there's Halo 5 and there's the next Halo game, there's MCC PC, there's like so many different areas uh, and you're updating little tiny things like this one thing and this one social playlist from the menu, like the, the UI and like, mm-hmm. so I can imagine it's like a huge undertaking. And then of course you have the community updates, like the, the news uh, reports that go up. Do you have anything to do with the with those updates? And yeah. of course, you you support them and like uh, market them around and whatnot. Yeah, I help uh, wrangle all to uh, all of our announcements that happened in like the past two weeks. I think in those community updates, as right. well as kind of what's coming in the next two weeks. So kind of looking at a whole month window almost with. Past two weeks, upcoming two weeks, until the next community update, so you know what's happening and you're never left in the dark. Uh, That, like you said, playlist updates, like I'll have one for Big Team Battle as well. We'll put out a full-on blog uh, for Halo 5's Big Team Battle refresh to clarify. Which looks beautiful, by the way. The new graphics, like update, well, the the Forge pieces and everything, yeah. Yeah, I'm really hoping uh, people get a good kick out of that playlist because it's been a long time coming. I know we we started working on it, like initially scouting out at the end of last year. So it's been a long time coming uh, and we're, we're excited to see what people think. And there might be one or two tricks up our sleeves for that playlist. Uh, nice. It should come live. It'll be fun. I, I've noticed a, a higher focus on BTB recently, like starting from the the uh, HCS Invitational, which we had the BTB showcase, and then we had there was the uh, the grassroots BTB yeah. kind of get together on Twitch, and now we have the refresh of the playlist. Is this like a like an initiative that that you've been focusing on more recently because of the Invitational, like the success of that? Uh, or, I yeah. think they are. I think the HCS stream, uh, the grassroots stream, was very much uh, a follow up to the South by Southwest. 
Right. I, you have to speak to Tashi on whether or not that is 100 percent true. Yeah. Uh, and then the big team battle playlist refresh is just something we've been working on for, like I said, since the end of last year and happens to be falling at this time. So I yeah. wouldn't read too much into it. <laughs> All right. Well, in general, though, it's a great initiative. I think BTB is one of those more unique modes that really kind of showcases what's so great about Halo because you have the vehicles coming into play and all the different weapons. It's like kind of everything goes for BTB, so you get a really exciting showcase, uh, especially when we have it on live stream with pro players playing and whatnot. That was pretty great. It's, it's the entire sandbox in a crazy big arena, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll probably bug you more about that in a little bit. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out is, so your community coordinator at 343, it's owned by Microsoft, a world-leading multi-billion dollar organization. And that's cool and all, but let's take a look at your setup at work real quick. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is going on here? Let me just, so first, you start off by saying, rate my setup. And it ends up being, then you say, okay, I said rate my setup, not roast it. But let, let's read some of the comments. Uh, Moses FBS says, uh, Sheesh, and I thought I had a poverty setup. And then we have William Cameron. Uh, this is more of a set down. Yeah, Pixel <laughs> Flare, that one, that one was probably my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> set down. Man, I, did you did you make it as like a joke saying rape my setup? Because you couldn't have looked at that and been like, oh, this is badass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was definitely a joke. We happened to be moving desks, uh, changing out desks here at the studio and moving uh, where we were sitting. So I had taking off all my cool little trinkets and all the stuff that I normally dec decorate my desk with uh, and left it super bare bones and took a picture. I was like, what do you guys think? Totally <laughs> as a joke. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I know I, I, I followed up yesterday to let you know what it actually looks like. On yes, you did. Uh, so this is the new desk as well as uh, you can see all my toys and trinkets at the top. I've got a, a pistol on my desk, actually. You can see... Uh, Tucked away in the back right, but lots of toys, loot crate, figures, uh, a white Master Chief helmet, which actually is from San Diego Comic-Con 2014, I want to say. They had a booth where it was, you could grab that white Master Chief helmet, and then they had a bunch of different Sharpies, all different colors, and custom paint uh, your Master Chief right there at, at Comic-Con, which was really cool. And I just liked the look of the clean helmet. Uh so I left that on my desk. But, yeah, decent setup, actually. Uh, yeah. nothing, too, nothing too, too bad like the one in the picture. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, it's not a complete setup without a third monitor and some Halo. Uh, you have the, like, on top of the Xbox as well there. Um, but your mouse and keyboard still sucks. Like, that needs to, <laughs> <laughs> that needs to change. I don't it's know true. what's going on with the mouse, uh, <laughs> mouse and keyboard. Are, are very basic, and uh, I, have, I have no issues with that. I actually really yeah, like the keyboard. Great. Yeah. Uh, and then the the mouse pad I actually got just this week because Sam Snickerdoodle brought in a new mouse pad that she got, or she got a new mouse pad at her place, brought in another one, replaced her work one, and then gave me her old work one. Uh, so finally got a, a mouse pad on my desk. I think um, somebody in the comment, who was it? Uh... Cody Luongo said, uh, that mouse was given with every copy of Windows XP, right? <laughs> Like a free mouse. It, it feels like that sometimes. No, <laughs> yeah. uh, mouse and keyboard, I'm not too upset with, which, uh, yeah, which yeah, works yeah. out. 
So I, as long as uh, you're able to get the work done, and that's that's what matters the most. Uh, and speaking of getting work done, is there like a particular project at 343 that you worked on that you felt like you were really proud of the results? Uh, or were there like, what are some of the best moments, I guess, achievements that you've had so far in, uh, I guess, almost your three years at the company? Three or almost four years now? Yeah. Uh, probably at, what, three and a half? Yeah. Three and a half. It's October Damn. 2015. Doing a lot of Halo 5 Forge work to get community-made maps into matchmaking. Uh, a lot of that was me driving on the community side and then working with the multiplayer team to actually get them into playlists, integrated, and practiced on. Uh, and that was a back and forth with communication from our MP team to the Forgers. Like, you, we have to make these changes to the maps whether it's these spawns, these weapons are uh, could be placed better. You can get out of the map here because our internal test team was verifying and was able to get in weird spots and doing all of that. Uh, that was something I did probably in my first year at 343 that I was really proud of. Uh, more recently, I'm trying to think, All Up Worlds is, was a really cool moment, uh, 2018. I got to do. Uh, I got to travel to all of the events and manage our social media accounts for at Halo and at HCS. Nice. Uh, they were like, "We need someone to do it," and I was like, "I know how to tweet." And this before I, Lalo, maybe I guess because Lalo yeah, was probably yeah. doing that. So this was before Lalo. I think Lalo started either <laughs> summer, late summer last year. Right. Um, and it was because it, it wasn't really. My, in my job description, but it's a really cool thing to be able to explore, learn more about, uh, and execute on, right? Whether it was talking with people at Twitter themselves or talking with people at Facebook, right, on how we can have a better social media presence for the entire world's program. Uh, it's a great learning experience, and I'm pretty happy with the results and how it turned out. Awesome. By the way, guys, I always uh, try to find a, a random time to let you guys know this, but we have a Q&A at the end of the show. If you guys don't already know, if you have questions for Unishag, you can also ask him your questions as well. Make sure to start asking those questions in the chat in advance so Tony can get them for me, and he'll be sending those to me. He's already been doing it, so uh, so I didn't even need to ask you a second time, but that's cool. Now you guys know for sure. Just make sure to ask Unishag some extra questions. Um, and awesome, man. So what I wanted to also say here was, uh, so those were some of the, like maybe the best moments, some of the, the achievements, but what about, um, cause the franchise has been through a lot of ups and downs in the past three years, of course. Um, what would you say were some of the biggest things you and the community team might have learned, uh, over the course of Halo 5 and like the recent fixes with MCC? Uh, yeah. Uh, learnings. Yeah. Halo 5 had a lot of learnings, uh, especially for our communication process and, uh, how we want to integrate with the game team, I would right. say. Uh, especially because Halo 5 had a monthly content release like schedule, right? We were doing those updates every month, tons of weapons, sometimes maps, sometimes modes. Right. Uh, and the engine uh, that was 343 was set on this is what's in that update. Uh, and any bugs or problems or feature requests that people made in after one update couldn't be accounted for really in the next update because oh, it yeah. was moving 
uh, I don't know, the stuff had already been locked and decided on. Exactly. So I had to wait like two months and it oh, wasn't oh. really super, it wasn't really communicated well by us that that's what, why it would take two months to get a fix in. Uh, oh. And it's something like one, we hope to not have to worry about it all with the slip space engine, but if it does, we communicate more effectively on stuff like that during Halo 5 or right. Infinite, uh, as opposed to how it was during Halo 5. And then MCC has just been a great learning for all up community uh, communications, right? We're, we're doing monthly developer updates. I'm touching on it in community updates. Um, Bi-weekly, we have weekly playlist updates. Uh, we'll, we'll jump on Twitter and let you guys know if something has changed to our plans. Right. right? We're being a lot more transparent. And even though it's more work and requires more from us, because it's easier to not say anything, right? Right. It's, it's more work for us, but it's I think it's paying off and doing a lot more good all up for the community. So that's great to see. Right. And, and even going on there, saying something and then the conversation that evolves out of what you've said and trying to navigate that effectively, like there's a, there's a whole, there's layers to that. You got to be so careful with what you're saying. And, and interesting, the Halo 5.2, where like you guys, of course, you have like a pipeline created of like content that's already got to be set in stone in advance or else how are you going to meet your like your release dates? Right. Mm -hmm. um, so so that's a really interesting kind of dilemma is that people will experience issues or there'll be things that they want to have in the game that might be you know pretty important to them at the time, but you can't exactly just you know, immediately make those changes because you already have a set, you know, uh, package that you're going to be launching in the next month. So I guess how do you navigate that issue in the future? You just try to say, like, if we do end up in that situation, we're much more transparent. We communicate exactly what's what's going on and why something might not be answered. Or is there a way to like, like you said, I think I guess if the slip space engine is like flexible enough for something and allows you to kind of, uh, you know, it's more malleable, you can change things on the fly, maybe. Is that kind of like how it's? Yeah, I, I would hope that we're able to iterate faster uh, and that's totally the intent behind us doing right. some work on the engine is so that we can iterate faster uh, should anything need to change yeah. Uh, but yeah uh, if we can't change it communicate it more effectively right be like hey this other thing took priority it's it's weird that it comes down to how much work can individual people do in their typical work week, right? Right. right. Uh, and, and that's really what it comes down to for, will this feature make it or not, right? Or can we make the slight change that people are asking for? Right, uh, right. It all comes down to real life schedules and what an individual can do. Right. And then as far as the MCC side of things, I, I think the communication is a great thing, honestly. I think that's one of the best improvements that we've seen from 343 is just how much more you guys are communicating, how much more you seem like, you know, you're listening and following up with feedback. And we, of course, something that we've been asking for for so long is MCC PC and, and just a lot of exciting things planned and, and on the way. And you're constantly making fixes. So that's pretty amazing. On top of that, you have a new platform for user feedback as well, I believe. Can you tell me a bit about that? And I know uh, if you want to get involved with the Halo Insider program, I think you got a link right on your Twitter, guys, by the way. So you can tell me a bit about this. Yeah. So we recently launched Halo Insider, which launched at <laughs> South by Southwest, actually, that weekend. Right. Uh, I was in the back behind the curtain, behind main stage, making sure uh, things were going well with the launch. 
Nice. Uh, that it, that's where people can register on Halo Waypoint, uh, haloinsider.com. We'll directly link you there. You sign up and you can participate in playlists or, sorry, I guess not play tests, but flighting is, is the words for the vocab we're using. Uh, you can play test flights, uh, whether it's MCC, PC, and eventually, hopefully, Halo Infinite. But right now, it's MCC, PC, and Reach MCC. We're going to be flighting that stuff and focusing in on that. We'll send out surveys through that. So that's kind of the old HCFP program has kind of rolled into this as well. Right. Uh, so lots of new ways of collecting feedback. We've got a couple other things in the pipe as well uh, for feedback. So just trying to do a better job of gathering in a more effective way and then yeah. follow up uh, with everyone uh hopefully as well, because we're tracking it better and then sending it to the teams in a better way, and then they can address it, and then we can address it back to the community. Right, which I think is a great initiative, just having one kind of dedicated platform. People know where to go. They can give their feedback, and hopefully that feedback is, you know, they're listening to. There's an ongoing conversation there, because I think previously it was kind of scattered. You had, like, Twitter. You had forums. Like, how did it work in the past Halo titles? Uh, yeah, for most of Halo 5, it's always been, uh, and before this for MCC, it was, We'll pay attention on Reddit. We'll pay attention on Waypoint. We'll pay attention on Twitter. We'll pay attention everywhere. On, yeah, <laughs> everywhere. Uh, and this this allows us to centralize that feedback right into one single spot and drive a home for what do I want to, where do I want to give my feedback? How do I want to give it? And hopefully hear back from 343, right, all in one place. I think that's awesome. I think, guys, if you want to get involved with the Insider program, you better go check out Unishek's Twitter right now. You can actually click the link on your page, and then they'll send you right to to setting up with the uh, the Halo Insider. You get set up with the flighting program for Reach the moment that comes out. So you get to play, be one of the first people to play Reach. That's That should be reason enough to go sign up for Insider right there. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I, I love that. I think that's great. We're going to have constant communication between 343 and the, and, uh, and the community, and that's something that we've been, you know, everybody's been kind of asking for. So nice to see that. Um, let's go back to the uh, the grassroots program real quick as well, because, of course, we had our HCS Invitational, which I thought was a really great event. I had a lot of fun there. What did you think of the event? What do you think of the new, like, grassroots style that you guys have been applying? Is that something that you see, you know, 343 kind of carrying on? And, of course, just tell me, you know, whatever you're comfortable talking about. Um, but yeah, that we have very unique kind of fun style uh, added to these events now. Yeah, I'm I'm always down for for fun, more casual events like that, right? Yeah. Uh, Tashi could speak to future plans better than I could, uh, right. so I will leave that to him. And when we want to actually make announcements and stuff like that, yeah. But I enjoyed the event, uh, going to it in person at South by. It was really fun. Got to play big team battle with you, right? Yeah, uh, it was a, it was a good event. Wait, were you on my team? I don't yeah. even, I don't even remember. You were yeah. On, oh yeah, you were, you were. And then we got we won the first game, and then we got bopped. And the, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I had hope for a second, but the rosters were totally unfair. It was, I know they was really ridiculous. were. They had like six active pros. Yeah, they're eight, and we had snipe down as our one active pro. Yeah. 
and Snipedown was just complaining, going up on stage. He was like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it was great. But uh, regardless, it was such a fun time. Um, and hopefully we see a lot more of that going on uh, into future events. Now, uh, before we get into our Q&A here, we have Halo Infinite on the horizon. And this is just your personal opinion. I guess, what are some of the things that you would love to see uh, in Halo Infinite? That's <laughs> Whatever that's, he says here is the word of Yeah, it's an open question. Yeah, I guess you know whatever kind of would be a tough one. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see people enjoying the game. <laughs> that's probably the biggest thing, right? People just yeah. want to have fun. Yeah. Also, make my job a little easier. But yeah, yeah. would uh, <laughs> just having people have fun with the game uh, is probably my biggest thing. Yeah. Hopefully, people uh, enjoy it. You know. I don't know if I can add anything else to that. Okay, okay. We'll 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 tread around here lightly, and I'll I'll let the Q and A guys try to ask you stuff. And we'll see what we can get out of you as well. But um, uh, one more thing before we jump into Q and A. So in one of your Twitch past broadcasts, you had a story about your favorite Halo memory. Now, if you, if it's still the same memory, tell that story. But if you happen to have a new favorite Halo memory, tell me what that is. Let's see. I, I, I definitely remember the video. It was me yeah. talking. That was either the night I graduated from UCI. I still wanted to do a stream, uh, but I'd already packed up all my stuff, so I could only do a laptop webcam stream. Yeah. I think I think that's why, I, yeah, because I was dressed up wearing a, a shirt and tie, I think. So I went out on and talked about favorite memory from... Halo, which was Halo 4 E3. I think it was my first E3 I ever went to. Waited in line uh, for like four hours to play Halo 4 multiplayer for the first time and get a first look at campaign. Right. Uh, was brought textbooks actually while I waited in line at E3 and, and was studying because it was either <laughs> it was either midterms or finals. Or uh, both. Like, so, yeah. yeah, that I had to prepare for. I think it might have been. Finals, which is even riskier, but oh, no. uh, it, it was E3, uh, first E3, and it was a Halo game. I was gonna try and make it work no matter what. Uh, hopped in, they did a press briefing or like a campaign demo where they just showed you, like they brought in 20 people or something into a room, showed you campaign. Uh, that's what I did the E3 breakdown of, and then you move on into a, the next room, which was a multiplayer. Room and I played. I think it was Infinity Slayer on Longbow, okay. uh, either four v four or I think it was four v four. And I ended up getting a perfection right oh on the on E three on E three people, regardless, right? But it's my <laughs> first E three, yeah. right? It's first time playing Halo four, and I get a perfection. And then I turn around and Frank was right behind me, uh, Frank O'Connor, right? And, and I was just like, what the Right, and, and it was just a really cool moment to have, and then Frank saw my perfection, right, which I had no idea, and then I left, was like, all right. He's like, you get a job right there. <laughs> now you that, work at 343. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. I imagine, um, yeah. But uh, that, that was the story. I'm trying to think if I've had any favorite moments since then. Like, just working at here, there's tons of awesome moments all the time, whether it's traveling with the team for HCS events or uh, just working and having fun moments in the playtest lab and stuff like that. It's it's hard to 
pick a, another standout because they're all so good, I guess I'll say. All right, all right. And I can only imagine the playtest lab would be pretty cool. Like, you, you're playing all different, like, builds of who knows what. Like, <laughs> anyway. It, I, I, it's, I, a, it's a land environment that's here for that's us 24-7, yeah. right? Oh, so, my God. Are like, kidding me? There's, there's times where you forget about it, right? Uh, how other people don't get that land environment and feel and setup. Uh, so when we go to an HCS event and someone who hasn't been – to an HCS event comes down and they're like, oh my goodness, that's right. People don't land as much as they used to. And they're not used to it because they've got the playtest lab and they're going there all every week, right? Uh, and they see that, they're like, all right, like lands, this is this is it, you know? It's really cool. Lands is like a whole different thing. Like, especially if you're playing something like Halo 3, it's like a different game almost. It just it feels amazing on land. So I guess that's kind of like the 343 Pro team. That's kind of like their environment is just constantly landing, I guess, trying yeah. out the, the game. Just, Damn. Uh, <laughs> drilling away at each other, you know? Just, yeah. You probably hear it from the other room and shit-talking. And, <laughs> and you're not, yeah, you know. I know. Uh, in our Are they already playing? Team. They're already kind of grinding and stuff? Yeah, I, I don't know if we've got a full setup of Pro Team. Uh, okay. Enough for them to do a full clash with each other, right. but uh, we're getting very close at the very least. Yeah, um, and it's already sparking. Uh, they, they've already sent out an email saying, "Hey, we're going to close the doors. We start to to play each other more and more." Yeah, uh, to their room. I know it was a thing at our old studio with the other pro team lab where I don't even know if they had a door uh, on their room. But you could hear them because it was an open floor plan. Like all of 343 was just in this open hangar pretty much. Right, right. And you just hear like, get wrecked, like idiot, like from the other side of the room. <laughs> and you, like a couple heads will turn and like look at the at the door. Uh, yeah. Good times. That, that just makes me jealous. So we're going to have to stop talking about, <laughs> about this. But that, that sounds like an awesome environment to just be able to play games and, and be surrounded by that. But let's see what the chat has to say. we got a couple questions. Yeah, let's dive in. Let's dive in. Uh, well, actually, first off, the first thing I wanted to do was go back. Uh, and actually, I don't know if Matty Rums already asked it here. Um, hold on. Okay, okay, he's already – it's the first thing he asked. It's Tuesday. Can we get a joke from Uni? What, what's up with the jokes? What is what is this? Uh. Every Tuesday, I'll post a dad joke, bad joke, pun on social media just to keep things light because things get a little heavy, uh, especially if you're a community team member on social (laughs) media. You got to keep things light. Uh, And I've been doing it for over three years, I think, now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It actually started with a friend that I made during Halo 3 online. He, I had known him for like six years. I was like, dude, I'm going to add you on Facebook, right? And then he started doing it a couple of years after I added him on Facebook. He just started doing Terrible Joke Tuesday, right? Okay. Uh, and one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this too. This is way too much fun because I love the jokes. Uh, and it, it just seems like a fun thing to do. So I've been – I took it – I carried on his banner uh, and uh, have since posted for about three years. Just a bad joke every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, wow. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll try and I'll try and uh, even theme them. Like I did an Avengers one for Endgame. Of course. Uh, and uh, like Christmas ones, holiday ones, uh, 
I try, I try and theme them appropriately as well. So, so do, a we, lot of uh, to it. do we have a joke? Yeah. Uh, does it have to be Halo related or no? I don't care. I don't know if Maddie Rums is in chat, if you're seeing okay. the chat right now. Uh, uh, I, can, I can do a non-Halo one for sure. This one's one of my favorites. Okay, let's see. What do uh, you got? <laughs> uh, did you hear about the Italian chef that died? No. What about him? He passed away. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, stream's over, guys. That was it. <laughs> we're we're ending. Cut it off there. He passed away. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so it's like that. It's like yeah, you know, yeah. dad jokes, there, like play on words. and <laughs> Yeah, simple. I try and keep them short and sweet and to the point, uh, and, and they're usually pretty darn good. At least <laughs> I think so, and most of Twitter thinks so. You get one one annoyed chuckle, you know, it's like, ah, <laughs> like one of those, like the Walshy dad jokes for sure. I do it for um, the fans. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, Misplaced Yank. Uh, John can play one map and one game mode for the rest of his Halo career. What does he pick? Damn. Got to do a man like that. <laughs> map and, hmm. I don't know if I could lock down a mode. I could definitely lock down a map if I had to continuously play a map. It would probably be Colossus from Halo 2 because okay. it can fit so many different modes, uh, which is why I can't lock down a specific mode, right? <laughs> yeah. I think I could do a specific, I could do CTF all the time. I don't know if I could do CTF all the time on one map. I could do Colossus all the time, but I don't know if I could do it with one mode all the time. Right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think you broke him, uh, misplaced Yank. I think you. I think you broke your check. <laughs> no, I, I. I. hear you though. Like, and I like how you're like, oh, we can get a map that can maybe fit multiple game times. We'll like partition out the map depending on what you want to do. Or, yeah. Henry one one seven ask uh, ask him how easy it is to work on the new Slipspace engine compared to the old engine. That might be a touchy subject, but what I, do you got? I just couldn't speak to it because I'm not a dev. Uh, but I've okay. only heard good things compared to how the engine was during Halo 5 compared to now. Only heard good things. Yeah, and that's great because I assume that's one of the main objection, objection, objectives, sorry, is to just, uh, <laughs> is to, work. yeah, is to have slip space be, you know, not necessarily like simple, but something that, that is very easily like scalable and, and, you know, less of a nightmare to make quick changes to and updates to. Uh, More agile. Yeah. More agile. I like that. That's it. Um, got no aimbot. Uh, ask him if we can get the Halo 2 2003 E3 beta for MCC, please. What? Uh, so yeah, the the walkthrough in New Mombasa that I think Sketch did with Frank right here okay. in the social stream room. Uh, okay. There, it was a playable build. Uh, I know that it exists on like old Xboxes here in the studio. Wow. I don't know anything about how they would bring it to MCC. Imagine selling that on, like, eBay somewhere, or, like, the GG. <laughs> the well, original. You probably could. I don't know how much you'd get <laughs> You'd have to find someone super dedicated, you know? Yeah. Watching some of your beta gameplay, I was thinking it might be fun to try the Halo 5 beta again with, like, the super fast Magnum and, and all the other, like, crazy changes and I'm, stuff. I'm really surprised people didn't figure out how strong that Magnum was. Right, considering it was a five shot still. What, really? Right? But then and did it have like the same rate of fire, right? I'm surprised we didn't like just 
find out and abuse it as players, like, right off the start. Must have been harder to aim, right? I feel like the incentive was to, like, spam it because it was faster, and then... I, I, I honestly can't remember. We're too far gone at this point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nolatis says, uh, Unishek, how's 343 doing with stress currently since the community views H6 as the last chance? Well, uh, <laughs> I, stress, I mean, we're here to make a Halo game, and we know that's got high expectations, right? Uh, and we don't <laughs> let people down, but last chance people have been saying that that doesn't forever right that doesn't scare me or face said me. that with halo 4 probably as well yeah people, people yeah. have said that after when bungie released reach right they're like all right you're gonna have one last chance uh and then you see it all the time right yeah. so it's not really something i would think about what do you think of halo's position in the industry today like uh you know it has a pretty great opportunity like to to really pop off. I find that the Halo brand still a lot of people still recognize that Halo brand. I think it's just a matter of kind of hitting their stride and things could totally explode. Do you feel like there's a lot of potential there still? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would just say yes. <laughs> I, I feel like people are have grew, grew up as Halo fans and people want to be Halo fans and just identify it like that again. Yeah. And it's on a, it's on us to continue delivering experiences that they want to keep playing. Yeah, yeah, definitely the the biggest, most influential people in esports today came from Halo. So many people came from Halo, and I think you know things things go well, and uh, and people come back, and, and things will change. So I, yeah. I, yeah, you you watch top streamers, and like almost yeah. all of them are just be talking about, oh yeah, I started with Halo Two, Halo Three, right. right, and you're like, oh yeah, now. We just have to do our job and, and make a game that they want to play. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been listening to a lot of the eavesdrop podcasts, and he's uh, it's the guy who runs Optic uh, Hex, and he's been mm-hmm. interviewing all of these big individuals in esports. Like he had Maven on recently, and they all started in Halo, and they're all huge now. So uh, really cool to see that in their origin stories. Uh, Fabio Prasad says, without spoilers, what does Unishek hope for the fans to take away from the E3 Halo panel? That's probably... Hard to answer. Yeah, pass. <laughs> pass. Yeah. Neither confirm nor deny anything on that one. Okay. Uh, and I think this might be our last one. Tony, let me know. Uh, what's your favorite Halo game? Ooh. Uh, I knew that one was coming. I'd probably say probably H2 or H3. Uh, if I had to – if we're talking gameplay-wise – Maybe Halo 2 Arena, but if we're talking all up experience wise, whether it's community involvement and stuff like that, maybe Halo 3, right? Because it's hard to beat that insane community. Like, it was the pinnacle of gaming at the time, right? Yeah. And yeah, to be a part of it and involved, and see Machinima's coming out every day, Montage is coming out every day, trying to find someone who has a capture card that can look at a pro's file share and capture one of their gameplays and just put up a gameplay on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all of that, like, it might have to go to Halo 3 for the just the community reason. 
Yeah, I, I think definitely the most important game in the franchise. Just massive. It was like pop culture leading title at the time. Everybody in school was playing it, and they did it did so well in every category. Whether you're playing socially, competitively, there's there's so many options for play. But that covers everything today. So thank you so much, Unishek, for coming on, man. Thank you for coming on in like the, in the short notice and everything too. I know that like I said, I wanted to prep the questions beforehand. I gave them to you like literally the day before, but you were. It's so all good. Yeah. It's a fast-paced industry. I'm ready for it. Yes, let's go. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to, I hope I get to see you more in future events, and uh, and I hope to see big things with Halo, man. There's, there's so much potential in this franchise. Thanks for having me. All right, and that covers our episode with Unishek. Guys, of course, we had our grassroots VR skin and our, our nameplate giveaway as well. All you had to do was type exclamation mark grassroots in the chat to win that. Tony can send me the winner. We figure out who won. We have Enry117 has won the BR and the nameplate. Congratulations. Enjoy your new goodies. And that will close our show for the evening. Of course, guys, make sure to check out our merch as well. Tony can throw that up. Everything that you purchase here not only supports UGC, but it supports myself as well. And I would highly appreciate that, guys. Make sure to check out some of that awesome merch. And that'll end the show for today. We will see you again next week with HCS Weekly.